Welcome to Beyond the Bench, a podcast sponsored by and in conjunction with Gordon Leadership Services. Beyond the Bench is a podcast done by ADs for ADs. Every week in this podcast, three Iowa high school athletic directors talk about current program issues we are dealing with, special moments we've had, a quote of the week, some hot topics, and we will, of course, have some fun along the way talking about things happening with our family and friends. We'll talk with special guests, including athletic directors currently doing the job, retired ADs, and people we work with inside and outside of the school who help to make our program successful. I'm Todd Gordon, currently at Des Moines Roosevelt High School, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial High School and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy High School. All three of us have taken different paths to our current positions, but we believe our separate journeys will make our discussions interesting and informative for ADs from schools of any enrollment size. All three of us have been active in the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. I currently serve as the president of the IHS ADA, and Scott and Aaron are both recent past presidents. All three of us hold certifications from the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, the NIAAA, with Scott being a certified Master Athletic Administrator, and Aaron and myself holding our Certified Athletic Administrator certifications. We hope you enjoy the podcast, and if you have any questions, current situations, or concerns you are dealing with in your program, and you would like us to discuss them, feel free to email us. Our email address is beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. That email address again, and this is all one word, is beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. And now let's get to today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench. And this is Todd. I am live to you from Jefferson, Iowa. And uh, we've got everybody on board today. We are recording this on Monday evening. And uh, Scott, Aaron, how you doing? Doing well, Todd. How are you? No complaints. Doesn't doing good anyway. Yeah. Hey, if you, I always tell everybody if I complain, nobody, nobody even care anyway. So why complain? That's right. Scott, that's not true. I care. Well, thank you, Aaron. I, I love that you. I, I love that you will listen to me complain. Well, here's the deal, Scott. If you're complaining, that means Centennial struggling, and that struggling that works well oh, for me. Yeah. And so I, you know what? It, it's it's rarely anything about my kids. Oh, <laughs> trying to roll my into kids are all great. Roll into one of our topics tonight. I think I love it. It might go right to it. Well, uh, we're joined. I've got Louis Curtis here with me in my front room. So Louis here. Say hi, Louis. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Louis. Louis, how you doing? Yeah, it's good to be back. I was say, are you I our, love it. Are you the first returning guest? He is. This is like Saturday Night Live. Remember when Tom <laughs> Hanks? They do the bit. He's, like, he's like the Baldwin. He's like Baldwin. Uh, they've, had, they've had the, uh, what was, what they call it? The, the six-timer club. Six-timer club. Or something. 
Well, time, yeah. yeah, I mean, they had the little club. They wore. I don't have Louie in one I've, of those little. I've got uh, a robe on. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him a golden robe, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Let's get him a golden robe. Or a jacket. Maybe it's a jacket. Yeah, I can't remember what they had. It's the Beyond the Bench two-time <laughs> jacket he's got on right now. We could. Is that plum colored? We could do plum colored. Go old school. Oh, yeah, we got those. I got a, That's I got a plum pocket. jacket in my closet. Uh, <laughs> we could pass those out. Yeah, so Louie's the first two-time guest. That's what he gets when he needs a place to stay. He's got to do a podcast during his key. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's cheap, cheap rent, Louie. Cheap rent. That's right. That's right. And then our our uh, our scheduled guest, the guy we we've got on here, is Dave Wright. Dave Wright is the athletic director, activities director over in Bellevue, Iowa. And oddly enough, well, I, you can call him odd if you want, but strangely enough, he's a graduate of Jefferson Scranton High School back in the day. So wow. I'm working to resurrect his stats. Right, <laughs> high school. Really? Yeah. Nice. So he's a great. There. How you doing, Dave? Good to have you with us. Hey, first uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> yes! I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, that's oh, good. 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 20, episode 27, we got our first one of those. Write it down. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> we oh, did. Oh, there's going to be there's gonna be a lot of firsts tonight, Aaron. I guarantee you that. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, we've got, obviously it's Monday, so we've just gotten through the first day of practices. Um, I think it rolled through, it rained here early in the morning. I think our cross-country team kind of got delayed a little bit, but football, it just, it was okay for football. They went this afternoon. Uh, Would you guys battle any weather or anything where you were at for your first day? You know what? It already kind of passed through by the time we got started this morning. So, mm-hmm. we, uh, our our Harriers got a little wet this morning on their run, <clears throat> and uh, sophomore football went this morning, so they got a little wet as well. Um, I think, I think football. Honestly, I think they ended up inside. We got pretty good rain this afternoon, and they kind of I think they decided that today would be some uh, some run through review stuff from camp and check out uniforms and take care of some of the paperwork stuff. So they felt good about where they're at. So they felt okay with being inside. Yeah. Good. They we didn't have on the rain, East Coast. rain didn't roll throughout here till afternoon. So we were all good. Everything was done. Very good. Well, I mean, it's hard to believe we're here, but it's not hard to believe we're here because it happened so quickly. Um, but it's a fun time. I, I told somebody the other day, I did an interview on the radio and I told him I like planning. It's been good to be here for a month, but you got to start doing and uh, adjust them from there. So <clears throat> good to have kids back and get them going. And, uh, you know, it's just that time of year and you just got to embrace it and go with it. Yeah. Time to roll. That's right. Time to roll. Lloyd, did you do anything outside today or were you inside all day? Uh, yeah, I was inside all day. We had our Monday morning huddle. Uh, that Mr. Keating does on Mondays, and uh, he brought that up that uh, the you know the phone calls might come in at a little higher clip today. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, coaches are back and and kids are back in the buildings, and uh, we're preparing. Todd Tharp is preparing for our uh, new ads workshop on Wednesday, and yep. he said he's expecting sixty-five to seventy oh, again man. this year. So that was another 
reason why we figured phone calls are going to start going a little quicker now that uh, you know back to work. Kids are back in the on the fields and on the court, and, and uh, new ads are in their role, and uh, they're going to have some plenty of questions, I'm sure, to ask. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Well, hey, Dave, um, we're going to have you kind of introduce yourself, tell people like, you know, we know where you're from now because I already gave that away, but yep. uh, tell us about, you know, kind of your what got you at Bellevue, what you've been doing, and let people know who Dave Wright is. Well, yeah, as Todd mentioned, I am a graduate of the school formerly known as Jefferson Scranton, <laughs> and uh, from there I, I went to Buena Vista University. Uh, that's where I did my, um, first or undergraduate degree, I guess I'm working on my, on my, uh, master's right now. So, um, that's uh, a little bit about my schooling first year out of college. Uh, I made a trek down to, um, Vandalia, Missouri. That was my first job. And I, uh, got into coaching. Um, I actually got into coaching my, um, senior year in, in college and when I was student teaching I did some junior high uh, girls basketball and then uh, went to Vandalia coached uh, junior high football and helped with high school football and uh, junior high girls basketball I was down there a year and then I moved back to Greene County uh, and was at Peyton Sheridan for a couple of years and uh, that was in the, the late 90s I guess mid 90s actually um and then uh, from there i went to sibley ocheden and that's probably where i got uh some of my own my first taste of uh semi quasi athletic administration um i was kind of put in the role of uh managing our home track meets so i got to see the um you know, all that goes into that entering uh, stuff that was back in the archaic days before um, <laughs> varsity bound meets and uh, high tech and all that. And, uh, you know, we had a computer program and thought we were pretty modern, but it still took forever to get that stuff put in there. Um, and I met a girl from Indiana, so we decided to get in between <clears throat> her folks. And so I ended up here in Bellevue and I've been here since 2004. And I've served as the athletic and activities director um, in 2012. I think I'm entering my eighth year. So maybe 2011-2012 school year, I think I started as the AD here. So um, that's kind of a little bit about me. Yeah. Boy, I, I, I'd lost track that you were, you've been over there now for going on 15 years. Yep. It's kind of uh, kind of amazing. It's gone gone pretty quickly, actually. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think a lot of our people know Dave. He's one of our, you know, national anthem singers at the convention. Uh, does a phenomenal job. And Dave and I, another fun fact: Dave and I have sung in a gospel quartet now, back here in the Carroll area for like thirty years, I think, isn't it, Dave? Wow. Twenty five. Pretty close to that. Yeah. yeah. Really, I think you're. I think I remember you being at nice. my uh, graduation uh, reception out there. I think you were there, and so it's been a while. Yep, and I brought you a great gift. I don't know if you remember that too, but it was really a phenomenal gift. Uh, Best gift you ever got at your graduation. Yeah, I, I, 
I don't know what that was, but I'm sure it was great. I don't know. <laughs> it was fantastic. Todd, was it a picture of you? <laughs> you didn't write him a thank you note, Dave? Kind of like the... <laughs> Oh, is that the framed uh, picture that was like George Costanza on the (laughs) (laughs) That was. It was a personal painting. Uh, That's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dave and I have been, we've kind of been around each other for quite a while. So it's it's been fun and it's been good to connect with him at the convention and uh, just to kind of see his his journey. Dave, one thing we always try to ask people um, when they're guests, I mean, you, you've been at this now. You've been in education for, gosh, going on, what, 20 years almost now? Uh, I think 23, I think. 23. 23. And you're going into your AD now for about the eighth year. Yep. One of the questions that's always good, if you, if you go back and tell Dave Wright something he needs to know early in his career – you know, you're just starting to be the AD. Now, as you look back, what would you tell a young Dave Wright entering the athletic uh, administration role? Well, I think that's a that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I think maybe not. Uh, one thing that I personally, you know, struggle with is uh, I don't want to say worry, but uh, trying trying to um, not sweat the small stuff and not try to project. Uh, a situation is being worse than what it is until you actually have all the facts, you know, um, not worry about, about things, you know, if there's going to be some, you know, you think some parents upset or a coach is mad or whatever. Uh, and, and just uh, getting all the facts before really, you know, not, not be so reactionary, I guess would be mm-hmm. something I, I would probably tell myself anyway, but that's more of a, you know, maybe a personal struggle that I have and or had and probably still have at times. That's great advice. Yeah. I, we, I think everyone struggles with that at some point. Cause you know, you can sit around and stew about, you know, you think something, you know, and then you, you take, you take, uh, take things out of context and uh, maybe even, you know, you think someone's avoiding you and, you know, you start building that up and before you really know or have an opportunity to, to, visit about stuff so that that's what i would say i would give advice to those guys starting or those young ladies starting too i uh, i i find myself when i let myself get caught up in that dave um when the conversation finally comes up and has to happen i'm i'm adversarial going into it or I'm defensive right. going into it because i played all these negative scenarios out right in my head mm-hmm. first yep. and I, it yep. makes it difficult to come in open-minded that's great advice yeah, it's got to try to, you know, you get on the maybe defensive side sometimes and you go in there, you know, uh, with a blazing, I guess. And, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> true. that's true. Mm-hmm. Good advice. That's good. I think that's – I think we all do that. I know I do too. That's something you try not to do. And I think, just, I think it's a learned trait. I think really you can just learn to do it a little bit more. But that's great advice too. All right, so we're going to who's up. Who's down or what's up? What's down? You got your choice here now. No. And uh, I'm talking first, so I'm going first. I, I, I like talking it. Tra- All right. What kind of travel escapades have you been on today? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you the, the what's up right now. Okay. Uh, we're going up first. We're going up first. Okay. And uh, for me, it's, it's just it's technology. Um, 
And it, it's, it's the fact that we can do something like this um, miles apart. I mean, Dave's sitting 200 and how far are we from Jefferson, Dave? How far are you? Oh, uh, yeah, probably about 215 miles, probably. Yeah, so over 200 miles away. Scott's in uh, Newton, I think. Yeah. Uh, and Aaron's in Cedar Rapids. Uh, Louie, of course, here with me. But here we are miles apart, and uh, we're putting together a podcast that we do weekly. And, you know, it's a treat when we get to sit in the same room and do it like we did last week um, when we're together. But just to be able to have the technology to do something like this and not only it helps us more than anybody. I mean, we're being selfish about that, but it does. I mean, we get to talk to each other once a week. Um, But then just to know that we're putting this out, I start looking at the places people are listening to this from and, you know, it's across the country and it's into some other some other countries as well. So uh, technology is a great, great thing when used the way it's supposed to be used. So that's what's up for me. Um, I'll pass it right off to Louie, right off to my right. Well, my, my what's up would be the great Northwest. Uh, just returned from the National Association of Sports Officials Summit that was held in Spokane, Washington. And uh, my wife and I were able to get about a week of vacation in before we ended that. And so we drove out through uh, South Dakota and Montana and mm-hmm. into Wyoming and went to Yellowstone and did a lot of outdoor activities and uh, stopped in a beautiful little city, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and stayed for a few nights uh, and then ended up in Spokane uh, for the summit, which was fantastic. Uh, we literally had 85 degree weather with, I kid you not, like zero humidity. Mm. There was just yep. none. Beautiful. Uh, it, it couldn't have been a better week to 10 days that we had. Got back in time. Had a uh, When I pulled in the driveway, I had 3,350 miles traveled on my car. And the next day, I went from Underwood to Des Moines to Waverly and then back to Tiffin and back to Des Moines and back to Underwood on <laughs> Saturday. So put in, put on another probably 650. So I probably logged about four grand over that two week period, but it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Spokane is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's, that's it's a, a beautiful city. Man, yeah. that's a great trip, Louie. Good for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scott, what about you? What's up? So we're, are we going what's up first? Uh, what's up for me? Uh, just um, I've loved the fact that the kids are back. Um, you know, you get that last couple of weeks before we start our, our fall season and everybody gets a little anxious and a little uh, agitated. So uh, I just love having the kids back, um, getting their excitement um, and just their energy back into the building uh, has been great. And, that's that's what we're all here for so i'm just my up is just having the kids back in the building have them getting after it this fall so excited about that good deal dave what's up well i think i'm gonna go with uh you know my kids just were part of a couple of summer program things here so my up is you know those people and organizations that provide opportunities for our young people during the summer um 
you know, I have a couple of special needs boys that are on the autism spectrum. So Camp Courageous in Monticello, uh, right. just a tr- they spent a week at camp out there and just the things they do with uh, the kids during that time. They get to do a lot of things that the quote unquote normal kids get to do at camp. And cool. um, so very appreciative of that. And then my daughter was able to be in a, a musical uh, over in Maquoketa, the Jackson County uh, Youth Theater. So uh, that's my uh, those opportunities for our kids to um, enjoy things and use their talents. Great. Cool. What's up with you? Um, tell you what, I, we didn't really get a, a we didn't do a vacation this summer as a family, but just bit, the last few weeks we've had unique chances to just kind of spend time with each of our kids, and I've just really enjoyed the last few weeks. Uh, oldest son Nate finished up with Kirkwood, got accepted to Iowa, took him out to dinner, had to move him from one apartment to another, and so just had some time to hang out with him and 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 he and his girlfriend and had a good time with that. And then um, doing college visits with my daughter, Raylan. Uh, she'd be a senior this year. And we've been to uh, Iowa state, Iowa, Mizzou and Drake in the last few weeks. Wow. So it's been fun having that time with her. I have to say, I'm going to bring up Drake for a second, walking through their, uh, she's going to journalism or pursuing journalism, as she thinks. So we're walking through their broadcast room at Drake and, and they've just got another renovation. And they've got four podcast rooms. Hmm. So I'm one of these podcast rooms, these tables, these four fantastic, big, fuzzy mics, <laughs> sweet headphones and soundboards. And I'm thinking, we <clears throat> need sponsors. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, I just want the fuzzy mic. That's it. That's they were they're sweet. I mean, they're like Dan, they're like like Dan Patrick types of mics. They're awesome. Good stuff. Um, and then uh, my daughter with William just. I don't know. It's been fun. He, it's interesting. He's, you know, he's working construction now and he's working 40 hour weeks and he comes home tired and he made fun of us all the time. You know, if we could sneak to bed at nine 30, quarter to 10, he's like, it's not 10 o'clock yet. You guys are old, <laughs> man. He is crawling for bed at nine 45 and, uh, but he's, he's tired. So he's staying home and we just get to talk and it's fun talking adult job talk stuff with him. So it's been kind of fun. Um, yeah. the last few weeks, just some of those moments. Cool. Cool. Well, all right. So now we get to go who's down. And my down, my down is technology. Ah, a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. And it has to do with people who are driving. <laughs> wow, that's shocking. Really? Back to that really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I really am. And it's it's irritating. But I just, I'm tired of seeing people on their phones when I'm meeting them on the highway. Yeah. Looking down and just looking around. But, I mean, when they're glancing down, and, you know, that program they bring into schools now where they're teaching you not to text and drive and having you do that reaction time. And, I mean, I think yeah. it's quite powerful stuff. But, gosh, at what impact? Um, I, I don't know. And it's just... I just wish we could get to a point, and I know it's against the law now, but I've never heard or seen anybody pulled over for looking at their phone while they're driving. Uh, but, you know, again, technology is great, but I don't want technology to cause somebody to have an accident or, yeah. you know, to run into anybody. And I, I just think there's, there's, gosh dang it, Facebook can wait, you know, or Instagram <laughs> can wait and just put it down and get to where you're going to be and, 
You know, I've I've been more conscious of that now. I think myself. I mean, I'm not saying I I haven't been perfect at it, but I've I've been I've been better at it now of just not worrying about. You know, if somebody texts me, I wait till I get to a stop sign or something <clears throat> to text back. We texted a couple yeah. times yesterday when I was driving back, and we were deciding we we're going to do this tomorrow. But I waited till I was at a stop sign, you know, to answer back to. Yeah. And I just wish people would do that. I just, I'm leery of meeting people looking down at their phone all the time now. And, and I just, I want it to stop. I mean, I don't want people to get hurt and yeah. cause some unnecessary accidents. So that's kind of a, a downer, but I, I just, again, use technology wisely. I'm telling you out there. Agreed. Yeah. All right, Louis. Well, I, I would, uh, I'm not going to, say the same thing but i would echo that by doing a lot more driving now these days in my job with the association and i see run interstate 80 pretty regularly and you can always tell when the people aren't paying complete attention because they're over the line a lot of the time mm-hmm. my down i would say uh you know it, the nfl season's right around the corner uh i think Antonio Brown has to be <laughs> ridiculous. And I don't even have anything to say about it. It's just so silly that, that uh, you know, he's – and I did hear today as I was driving over here that that uh, the grievance that he filed, he lost. So he's not going to get aware of his helmet. 10-year-old helmet. Yeah. That even us that are <clears throat> 80s don't even put 10-year-old helmets on – you know, junior high kids or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, he's down for me. <laughs> no doubt. Scott, what about you? What's down? My down is, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just got a lot of, uh, parents and guide, you know, people that guide our students that, are just not getting it, not understanding that, uh, Playing time is a very tough issue to deal with, and um, I, I wish our parents and our people who guide our young people just would have some really honest and open communication with our student-athletes about, you know, it's okay to not be a starter. It's okay not to be the star. It is okay to not, you know, that you're not all state, and your self-worth is not um, linked to your mm-hmm. athletic performance. Um I, I think that's uh, something that I continually face uh, weekly, uh, daily, monthly, annually, um, that um, I just wish that our, our people that are guiding our student athletes would just do a better job of, of really explaining that to them, our parents, um, our coaches, explaining to our kids that their self-worth, their confidence, their self-esteem should not be attached to them starting them being a star them being an all-state player um mm. that's my down 10-4 yeah dave about you well i i actually was gonna do a a traffic thing um as well uh, i know i've been listening to uh, i told todd uh that i've been binge listening to uh the podcast the last uh few days and i noticed his his theme was about traffic did you notice that, that Dave? Yeah. Was, <laughs> I'm, was, I'm surprised that you, you caught it, on to that. It was subtle, but I was able to. 
after years of studying women, I was able to pick up on uh, the subtly, uh, subtly nice. of, uh, <laughs> of what Todd was trying to say. Uh, but it was kind of funny because I was on my way to Dubuque the other day, and uh, it's kind of a hilly road. It's, you know, Highway 52 goes up there, but there's a couple hills with passing, you know, the passing lanes going up the hill, you know, so three lanes. Um, and there was a line of cars behind this vehicle and I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to wait till I get to the passing lane. You know, I was driving about 50. That's about all the faster I could drive. And we get to the passing lane and this person that was driving slow, all of a sudden, uh, I'm driving 65 and I can't even catch this (laughs) (laughs) On on the passing lanes. And as soon as we got to the two-lane road again, bam, he's back down to, you know, sub-55. Oh, man. And uh, that just drove that drove me crazy. So uh, that's mm-hmm. – ladies and gentlemen, the right lane is uh, for, you know, slower traffic and don't speed up when you're going up those hills. That's my yes. – That's uh, a free public service announcement yeah. from beyond the bench. That's right. <laughs> Oh, All right, Aaron, wrap it up. All right. Well, I'm going to go on the technology theme myself because uh, I agree it's great. My my technology down is this. I I fully understand and empathize that not everybody's super comfortable with technology, and that people don't look at a new program and intuitively just jump in and bam, I got it figured out. You know, just lickety split. At the same time, folks. If you're not comfortable with technology or a technological program and you can't quite figure out how to operate it, it does not mean the program's broken. <laughs> Amen. End of comments. Yes. Hey, do you guys ever run into, uh, you know, like other schools in your conference on our school that they have a person somewhere in their district that likes to screw around with uh, stuff on our school? Just on that they, technology, they don't know what they're doing, but uh, they – tend to get the conference schedules and stuff yeah that's that's, that's oh, man, that'd be frustrating. that that would suck yeah yeah, yeah. it's just because you can't operate it doesn't mean it's broken there you go that's right that's right it's not broken well hey good stuff and uh we are we're gonna move into our topic tonight and um we'll probably have to come back to the second topic we have down because i think this first one's just going to take some time um, it's a great question. Uh, David texted me the other day, um, wanted to talk about this and I thought he phrased it so well. And I think it's just good to have him on talking about it, share his, his experience with it. And we can kind of bat it around a little bit. Um, so Dave, I'm going to have you just kind of explain what the question was, the topic, I guess, more than anything, what the topic is, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I guess, uh, the, the main topic is kind of coming up with uh, trying to I guess I've been struggling with uh, the, trying to find a balance between you know what wanting our kids to be competitive and uh, over scheduling our athletes at the same time and I don't know I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain or give a little background um, of where that came from about three four years ago um, we had a this was in March and and so and we're a smaller school, so when we talk about multi-sport athletes, we're talking about we need athletes out for pretty much every sport. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, um, you know, and it got to be March, and track was starting up. Um, 
and we happened to have there was there was one there's a there's a stretch in there where um you know we had uh, some some spring league volleyball um obviously being coached by um parents and that sort of thing so we had spring uh spring league volleyball going on uh we had a we had a couple of our, our bass girls basketball team was doing pretty well um that year and had a lot of momentum people coming back so there was a parent and a couple of the players who really liked basketball they wanted to play in a spring league so we had that going on um we installed a indoor batting cage so softball baseball you know they were bringing uh parents and stuff in to do hitting and stuff like that so and then you have you know track practice going on so we had this young lady who was a just a terrific um you know not a lazy kid at all she loved athletics and she was competitive and you know she was going to be there uh if it was possible but she just come in and talked to me and she goes we're just we're just wore out because they went from track practice when one night she went from track practice well, first of all, we have early bird PE. So weightlifting starting about 630 in the morning after school goes to track practice. Um, then there was about an hour in between track and when their their volleyball team was going to practice. So they they uh, jumped in and had a girls ba- basketball open gym. Pra- I'm calling them practices, but you know what I'm talking about uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff. And then they went to volleyball. So in one, and then I think even later than that, uh, maybe the next morning they're supposed to be up and then hitting in the batting cage or something. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, that, that, that's just, you know, going overboard. So I, mm-hmm. so I met with the coaches and, uh, you know, um, I said, you know, we've got, we've got to figure something out here. I said, we're, these kids are being run run ragged and I, and we're trying to we're trying to be competitive we want to be competitive we want to uh be, win conference championships and get to state tournaments and um be competitive on that level as well but at what point uh does the purpose of educational based athletics um and activities you know kind of counteract uh being competitive or Fight mm-hmm. with the, however, I don't know if I'm phrasing yeah. that right. No, it makes sense. Yeah. So no, makes sense. that just really, you know, <clears throat> something the last few years we've been trying to get better at. But I, what I'm, what we're seeing here, and I'm assuming across the board, we're starting to see um, what I would call marginal athletes just kind of get mm-hmm. get out of it, you know, because of the the uh, expectations that we're placing on them uh, for off season. Uh, functional training and stuff, um, that sort of thing, which is all good stuff. All this stuff is good. I mean, it's just like anything else. You have good stuff, but sometimes I'm beginning to wonder, you know, you know too much good stuff can, can turn into bad. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where that all rooted from. And, um, you know, if we're going to be different than, uh, than like the, the club teams or the AAUs, and distinguish ourselves as being educational base at what point, where's the, where's the line? What's the, how, how do you guys handle that? I guess, or what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, that's just something I've been wondering about. I kind of rambled there, but hopefully I made this point. Yeah. Aaron, you want to, you want to hop on that first? Um, sure. 
that's uh you know you it's one of the biggest struggles i think dave you're hitting on there that we're getting into because we preach this we all stand on our soapboxes and talk multi-sport multi-activity oh by the way go get good grades so you can get into the college and university you want to get into and get the financial aid scholarships you're supposed to get and all that stuff too so um hey and if you can if you can throw in there some uh some concurrent coursework at your local AEA and get your A and, and graduate with your AA while you're getting your high school diploma at the same time. Um, boy, when you're right, when do we, when is too much, too much? Um, and the idea that sometimes less is more. So some initial thoughts I've got Dave um, on this and, and guess conversations I have on, on this end of things and they're not perfect and they don't, and they're not working all the time. Um, they're, they're ongoing conversations, but I, one of the things I always try to encourage my coaches is to, as they're planning out their off season, um, I want them to envision, and ironically, today's first day of, of fall practices. I want all of my coaches, I hope all my coaches today, when they gather with their kids for the first time today, looked in their eyes uh, around the, around the gym, around the field, uh, you know, before they went on, on their run on the trails, whatever they were doing today and saw excitement and energy, and I can't wait to start in their eyes. And I was trying to challenge my coaches to think about that as they're building their off season. Are they building their off season in a way that on day one of practice, it's going to be new and exciting and they can't wait to start? Or is it going to be roll their eyes, just another day of football, just another day of volleyball, just another day of soccer? Because you know what? They've got, they haven't gotten a break and it's not new and it's not exciting. If they're not yeah. seeing that glimmer in their eyes, they're doing too much. Um, and they yeah. should gauge it before then. I mean, there should be conversations in the off season about, hey, how you feeling? Uh, for, for one, hopefully they're having conversations about, hey, how you doing in track? How are you doing in softball? How you doing in basketball? If it, if you know if if it's basketball season and, and that's your off season, but then as you're talking to them about your sport, if you're not hearing excitement in their voice, um, you're doing too much. And so I try to tell my coaches, pay attention to that year round when you talk with your kids. Um, the parent conversation I have with this, Dave, is and and coaches, but I try to I talk with kids about this or parents and they hit me up on this. Like my kid's just tired. I'm like, encourage and teach your kid and support your kid to advocate for themselves and go to one of the coaches and say, Hey, I gotta take a break. I'm in track. Um and uh I've also got these things going on in class and I'm a softball player and that's my next season after track. I'm going to, I'm going to back away from basketball for a little bit, coach, mm -hmm. and teach our kids to advocate for themselves. The backside of that though is ADs though. We better darn well be making sure our coaches know if a kid comes to you and says, and advocates for themselves and says, I'm tired and I'm getting burnt out. And I don't know if I can keep this up. They have to give that kid permission as well. Yeah. So my initial thoughts on conversations I'm constantly having um, effective. I don't know, but they're what we're, that's, that's how I try to take that problem on. And that's, you know, when we had our coaches meeting initially with this was, you know, kind of the response was, well, you know, the kids are saying they want to do these things. And, you know, my point was, you know, a kid's not going to tell a coach if you say, hey, you know, are you guys interested in doing a spring league or, you know, summer league or something yeah. like that? You're not going to have kids that are going to probably not going to stand up in a meeting or whatever and say, no, we don't want to do that. You know, so yeah, my yeah. point was, is, you know, we, we've got to be the adults here and yeah. recognize this 
And even if a kid's saying, yeah, we want to do this, well, there might be like three that want to, and the rest of them are like, no, I don't really want to, but they're going to do, do it for their friends, you know, because maybe it's not their, you know, favorite sport or whatever. So yeah. sure. that's good stuff, Aaron. I it's, appreciate that. And you're right. It's a hard balance to <clears throat> things because you want to offer things to have them get better at your sport. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But how much, so it's just a constant balance, trying to balance it. Yeah, I just to touch just briefly on that, Aaron, because I know we got other topics to go on. But I think one thing that we've you know really tried to teach our kids is about how to have that that tough conversation with coaches. You know, hey, in a respectful manner, and and we talk to our kids when we when we do our student athletic advisory group, and we talk to kids about, you know, hey, if you've got problems or issues, or if you're worn out, you need to communicate that with coach. And then, Aaron, you're completely right, too, is that we need to have those conversations as athletic directors telling, hey, if a kid's coming to you and saying they're worn out, um, especially, and, and we know as most of our coaches, you know, we need to do a better job, too, as coaches and ADs is, is getting around the table and, and talking about, hey, here's what we got scheduled this week. Let's do a better job of communicating amongst our coaching staff to make sure that we're not putting kids that sitting in that situation where they're going to, like, like Dave, like you brought up, they're going five, six things in one day. You know, what can we do to, you know, separate that load out so we give our kids an opportunity to be, at, you know, students also. They're student athletes, and they have to be students also. And then just having the wherewithal as coaching staff to, to sit down and say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to end up killing these kids and we're going to cut our numbers down. And, and I think it's just that, you know, then we get into the club discussion too. We've got kids doing club you know, volleyball club, soccer, and there's a whole nother layer on top of what we are asking our kids to do. Then we've got some of those other kids that are involved in, in organizations outside of our control and what can we control and what can we not control and how can we better educate our student athletes and our parents to make sure that we're keeping our kids safe. And that, and that's a, a huge priority for us. Yeah. yeah. And just, just one thing on that, Scott, I love, I love, I love your uh, bringing out the point of keeping our kids safe and things like that. One, one reason I, I did encourage our coaches to try to have as much stuff, you know, here as we can, because, you know, you get into mm -hmm. why, you know, uh, why should a kid pay, you know, have to pay to go right. you know, to Dubuque or Cedar Rapids and be on yep. the team if we can provide opportunities. And there's not, and, and that way everyone has an opportunity. But it's, sure. kind of, it's kind of like that uh, double-edged sword, you know. It's kind yeah. Of, no, there's no uh, doubt. You, you, we want, and I, and I, I, I'm no, I'm in no way trying to throw our coaches under the bus. I mean, I, no, I, no, we have good coaches, and yep. they're they're trying to build their programs and do yep. what's best. But you know, uh, we have a limited number of students, obviously, with oh, the yeah. school we have, and yeah, um, it's just been something that I've just been uh, yeah, and chewing on, I guess. Sure. And, and like, I think Aaron makes a good point is, you know, we provide those opportunities. Our coaches provide those opportunities for kids, not, you know, and their intention is not bad. It is all good stuff. But yep. Having the, having those conversations that our kids feel comfortable talking to our coaches and maybe we got a kid who's involved in, you know, four sports and, and they can't make it to a weekend, you know, basketball tournament, but then you got, you know, six other kids that are only involved in two sports and they got their time then at right. that time to, right. yep. to get on the court and get better and develop as players also. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a tough balancing act. There's no doubt about it. And I, and I think it's not just a, 
it's not just, I mean, all schools are dealing with that same issue. It's not a, it's not isolated to a, a certain group of schools. I right. think we're all yep. struggling with that same same topic and same struggle with all high schools. I, I'm just thinking here from the outside, looking in a little bit right now. Number one, everything that you're kind of talking about just kind of, it, it keeps pointing back to the leadership of the athletic department and really the you know, the athletic director being that person that leads um, and finding people who have a common, you know, have a common philosophy as you that are going to be your coaches that are, that you're going to hire to, to come in and work with, with your young kids. Um, it just really, you, it's, Kind of points to the importance of making sure that those people have similar beliefs and philosophies that you're mm-hmm. trying to hire. Yeah. And that's in and of itself is difficult because it's not like there's an overabundance of people banging on your door to be the coach. So yeah. <laughs> you're taking, no doubt you're taking the people that you can get to sign on the dotted line too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the part about educational-based activities is is uh, obviously interesting to me from the association standpoint, and I think a couple of things that you that you all kind of said was, um, you know, knowing that you don't have to be the star player, or that you have a role on the team, or that you can talk to a a coach and have. And, and advocate for yourself. Those are all skills that kids have to learn how to develop because mm-hmm. if they don't, then what they, what they become is they either become somebody who's going to be uh, disgruntled and agitated at their job because it's so many hours and then they quit, or they're going to be somebody who can't go in and talk to their boss and say, you know, when you hired me, you said it was going to be 40 to 50 hours a week and I'm working 70. And I, I, you know, I say, so they say nothing and they just keep burying themselves and not, not being able to, you know, kind of live the life they want to outside of their work. Mm -hmm. All those things are just, those are part of, educational based activities that are things that you have to learn that are, that are beyond, um, you know, what you're going to learn as you sit in a desk in the classroom or as you're working on a project on your computer or whatever, you know, those, that's the beauty of having sports as part of their educational process. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. We, uh, I sat down with our boys track coach and our football coach today. We were just, well, we weren't sitting down. We were just BSing in the coach's room today for a little bit. And I know this topic was coming up and our track coach is pretty passionate about, about this, about uh, not overworking kids, um, having them fresh. And he, he used the term micro. We just need to micro work them. Um, you know, in the off season, it's what he's talking about. Um, 
and just well, the idea we had that we're gonna we're gonna do this spring is we're gonna put all of our spring our coaches in the same room and mm-hmm. on the whiteboard. We're gonna have everybody write up their camps that they're gonna have the week of the camps. I'm gonna put the baseball and softball schedule up there, in particular some of the far further away games. Yep. And just let everybody see that as they start planning out, you know, you can't work kids out four days a week, five days a week, maybe not three days a week. Maybe it's two days a week. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just for 30 minutes. Don't expect them to come in for an hour. Um, let's keep them fresh. Um, yeah. I, I think sometimes, and I, Lou and I were talking about this while we were eating supper. I, I, I look back at my coaching and I was, I mean, I, the way I coached was not like what we're talking about. And if I could tell you young Todd Gordon coached something, I'd tell him that. Mm-hmm. Uh, back off a little bit. Don't try to be what you want to be in February in November. Yeah. And I think sometimes I loved your statement, Aaron, about do you see the excitement in their eye in day one? Yeah, I like that yeah. too. Yep. Yep. Or is this just a continuation of the summer or is it a continuation yeah. of whatever they've been doing in the off season? Is it something yeah. new? Um, and that's where if they're coming in and working for an hour – uh, whether it's, you know, in the batting machine or, or, or shooting baskets or doing workouts or whatever the case might be, whatever sport it is. There's, and, again, there's, like we said, there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. I think we've got to learn to dial it down. I think yep. I'm with you. I mean, we, we want kids. I don't care if you're at Bellevue, you're at Greene County, uh, you're at Centennial or Kennedy. Yep. Your multi-sport kids have to be multi-sport kids. Yep. And now we're not even talking about activities. Right. We're not yeah. talking about the linebacker who's got the lead in the musical. Yeah. Yep. Or the Todd, I, the volleyball like setter the, who wants to try out for all state choir. Yep. Todd, I like the idea of you sitting down with your coaches um, in the springtime. And in, in, when I was in Newton in, in February, we would sit down with our coaches and do exactly what you're saying. It's like, okay, what do we got planned for this spring? You know, we need all the coaches in there and really plan out our summer and, again having that conversation because a lot of schools in the springtime in Iowa which is I think very unique but I think it's kind of neat we got a tons of kids doing soccer and track in the springtime mm-hmm. and our coaches are sitting down and having conversations about how they're going to share that student athlete and make sure that we're not you know killing those kids so that they've got those overuse injuries right yeah, yeah. I, I just I just think sometimes as coaches we get in our own we get in our own world, obviously. We want our program to be as good as it can be, and that's that's great. But I think they need to visualize what the other programs are doing. They need to see it on the wall. Yep. Uh, and really, oh, gosh, I didn't know they were having volleyball camp that week, or I didn't know yep. the volleyball coach or basketball coach doesn't know, gosh, they're playing softball down at PCM that night. Yeah. I don't yep. know at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, or- coming in just to shoot baskets to say they were there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I know, you know how good you, your kids are going to be good. I mean, and, uh, you know, that girl you're describing, Dave, she was going to be good no matter what she did. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And she didn't need to start November making nine out of ten free throws all the time. Let's do that in February. Yeah. 
you know, when you can really focus on it. I still, you know, I go back to our good friend, Mitch Osborne, um, the wisdom that he has in the Cyclone way and their multi-sport athlete. You know, he didn't let his good baseball players, he never let them play basketball in the summer. Go play baseball, focus on that. He always knew they were going to be there for him in the winter. He didn't need them to prove themselves to him in the summer. Right. Um, You know, so I think it's just, you know, Louie's got a good point about you've got to just lead your coaches to believe that. And then if you've got a chance to hire, you've got to hire within that philosophy if you get a chance to do that. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Todd, Todd, I got a, I got, I used a uh, um, kind of a template to be able to, um, schedule all that stuff in the spring and summer so we didn't overlap um if you guys want i can share that with you yeah for sure yeah you know it's i'm listening to this and i and it's and it's and it's it's all there i i agree and in the back of my mind though um i i also have to think about the following group of kids there are one maybe two sport athlete uh-huh love basketball love soccer love baseball um we have to be careful that i I like the idea of micro work but we also can't disenfranchise the kid who just loves baseball and they and they and they're really good at it and they need to do baseball year round they want to do baseball year round because if we don't provide them the opportunities for those kids who love it and want to do it and are screaming for more of it um and not in a bad way, in a, in a healthy way. But if we don't provide it, Dave had a good point. If, if we don't provide it, they're going to go somewhere else to get it. And then who's coaching them? What's their philosophy? Are they really looking out for the best interest of kids? Do they care that they have a biology test, to, you know, the next morning? So, mm-hmm. again, I come. It, there's got to be a balance because, yes, you want to protect the multi-sport kid and not overwork them and burn them out. But we also need to, for those kids who – you know, we think about differentiating the class, differentiation in the classroom. We got to have the same differentiation type of thing going on in our athletics and our, our activities as well. We yep. we also have to provide yep. for the high achiever kid who is a one sport athlete and just really wants to, that's what they want to do and go get it. Are, yep. we, are we still providing opportunities for those kids to get better while also protecting the multi sport kids who who we want doing both or three, you know all three sports? It's a yep. it's a tough balance. Yeah. You're right. We got to differentiate in athletics and activities just like we do the classroom. And and Louis, to your point, coming back to the leadership of the AD, we have to work our tail off. um, And I'll just, I'll call myself out better than I have been or better. You know, I I do it in spurts, but become more intentional and and consistent and, and maybe relentless is a word I should use for myself in building a culture that, makes it okay for a coach or an athlete to step up and say to me or say to, or the athlete say to the coach, dude, I, I, I get where you're going and I know that you're trying to make me better, but I got to back away a bit or I'll be no good for you down the road um, yep. uh, on that and, and create a culture in which that's okay where the kid or the coach can do that and know that they've got a place when they come back, they're not going to be packed yep. up and left behind. And all of a sudden, I mean, that's a hard culture to create, but we have to do it as leaders. Well, Dave mentioned the student who came in at 630, uh, you know, went to class, uh, did the practice, went to a parent practice, had another thing. I just think I look at that and I think who 
that we employ, are we asking to do that? Because we're not asking anybody that we're paying to work for us to, we're not demanding that schedule out of anybody. Mm-hmm. We're not asking the highest, we're not asking the superintendent to come in at 6.30 and not leave until 9.30. And we're not asking the high school principal to do that. Yeah, there's occasions where you have to do that. Even as an AD, uh, you sure as heck don't want to have to do that frequently. Occasionally, you have to. But we don't want to be doing that to 16, 17-year-old kids. They're just doing this because it's fun, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just taking that step back. And I think, like you said, write it down, show kind of what it looks like in the day of a, in the day of a teenager and really identify those kids that are doing everything. And they are, you know what, Dave, that kid you were talking about, that kid probably represents Bellevue better than anybody Mm -hmm. else in the whole school. Oh, absolutely. That person is sending out their signal, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that this isn't, this isn't working. You know, and, and if you were ever to go out and say, okay, we want to find out how we can make Bellevue schools better, that person might be one of the first kids you chose to go talk to. And there she is saying, here's, here's a way you can make it better for me. Yeah. 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 So I think they're out there. They're, they're giving, they're giving us that feedback that we need. We just have to, we have to be able to make the changes and then we have to be able to justify it and say, we think there's value in rest. We uh-huh. think there's value in family time. We think there's value in just getting away and being with your friends and all of those things can make you as an athlete can make you hungrier and willing to work harder when you do have them for those couple of hours for practice after school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I really like that term micro work. I think that's good. I, you know, you talked about a template too. Now that we finally jumped into the world of the Google suite, I'm envisioning mm. a putting together a, a summer Google calendar that's shared amongst all my head coaches and say, go ahead and go in there and type in your yep. drills and drills times and your camp times, have everybody put it in there and then say, okay, now imagine you're a football wrestler baseball kid and imagine you're a volleyball basketball soccer kid or you met you know imagine you're pick we say one of these multi-sport kids put put yourself in that scenario and look at that calendar and tell me tell me how you feel about what you see right Mm -hmm. and it's no wonder we lose kids who just want to work yeah 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 and then we then we absolutely you know um i think louis point's great um and then we just have to be as administrators, we got to be courageous, courageous enough and brave enough to say, this is what we're going to do. Yep. And because it's, it's, it's for the kid. I mean, that it, our, the programs are going to take care of itself. And I about guarantee you that if we get kids happy and we get them hungry and healthy and keep them fresh, mm-hmm. they're still, they're going to be fine. They're going to be better. Yep. Uh, if we keep yeah. that fire in their eye when they're competing. Yeah. And I just think for coaches too. Yeah. 
I mean, we, we tell our, our coaches, you know, faith, family, and then, you know, whether it's football or whatever sport, you know, but keep those things, keep your priorities, the priorities. Mm-hmm. But then we don't really, when it comes down to it, they don't do practice it. Practice what you preach. We right. don't hold yep. to that fire mm-hmm. or talking to them about it. Uh, that's part of our job as I think as mentors, as uh, leaders, having conversations with them about that. So, um, guys, anything else? We're going to have to probably stop this one. We've gone an hour, and uh, I knew we would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that we scratched the surface. Dave, um, have we talked about some things? I, I mean, I, I've learned some things tonight. I know that. Um, anything else you want to add or throw at us? No, I think uh, I think that has been uh, – I, I appreciate everybody's thoughts on that. And, uh, you know, Todd, I appreciate you talking about the – even the – never even thinking about the kids that want to be in the fine arts and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, that just adds a whole another dimension to it. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and we've been trying to – but uh, – you know, it's still a work in progress, I guess. Kind of my yeah. My, my approach early on was, you know, I want you guys to, to the coaches, I want you guys to figure this out. So I said, if I have to do it, you're probably not going to like it. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that's – but that, there, there comes a day. And I think we have gotten better. I think the last year or so we've, we've gotten better. But um, I'm just – I'm just, just in general of what we're asking kids to do, I'm, I'm thinking, you know – uh, I know how my dad was. I honestly don't know if I had to do everything these kids have to do today or expected to do. If he would have let me, he would have said, "Get out and uh, if you want to work out, get out and do more chores." I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but but that's that's kind of kind of what I did. I, I appreciate all the thoughts. There's some things in there that um, I like the spring meeting idea and the the calendar mm-hmm. and, and you know some of you get a visual and say, okay. This is what these kids are up against. Take your yeah. your insights, guys. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's been a great topic, and I think it's something that, I mean, it's been weighing on me too. It's kind of the same thing because I kind of saw it this summer a little bit, where we're just asking kids to do an awful lot. I think we've got to we've got to start helping them be more successful by keeping them excited about what they're doing. You know, um, there was something to be said for. Back in the day when we were walking 10 miles uphill to <laughs> and home, you know, to where you just – you played football in football season, basketball in basketball, soccer, yeah. you know, yeah. track, yep. you, you track or golf, and then you played baseball. And you did it all, but just think about – I mean, it was just – that was the way it was. And we can't go back and change that. I'm not saying that. And there's a lot of good right. things going on right now. Yeah. Um, but I think we've got to find a balance. I think it's yep. a valid, valid conversation. Yep. So, hey, I want to thank everybody. Louie, thanks for uh, stepping in here, too. And uh, It's always fun. i got to hang up that plum jacket, though. You can't <laughs> keep that <laughs> next, oh, next two-time comebacker. So, uh, Dave, <clears throat> thanks a lot. Sure appreciate your insights and uh, wish you the best over there in Bellevue. We'll see you soon, I'm sure, at some point along the way here. But, um, appreciate you bringing this topic into us and sharing your thoughts too. I think you've got, you've done great work over there in Bellevue and, uh, just continued success over there. 
Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. And I do enjoy listening to you guys. So if it was a live calling show, I'd probably call every week. <laughs> I'd be like Tommy from wherever that calls into the Hawkeye radio. Yeah. <laughs> from Bellevue. Yeah, he, well, actually, I know it's Tommy from Bellevue. Yep. <laughs> All right. Scott, Aaron, thanks again as always. Uh, you guys. Appreciate no your time. And, um, I did want it's hard to believe, Scott, you have a template for something. <laughs> I know. Isn't that weird? It's kind of odd. I don't usually have stuff like that laying around. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, my my theme for the year, I'm smart enough to know I'm stupid. <laughs> oh. Well you got I'm gonna have t shirts made, Todd, if you want one. I got one. Yeah, I'd I'd like one. I, I would yeah. take one of those. Can we get your mug on the back of it? Oh god, yes. That'd yeah, be we'll, awesome. We'll scare the crap out of people. No, just him on the front and the slogan's on the back. There you go. Yeah. See, now, you got that guy on there. Read the back. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, that's how we fund yet. our that's how we fund our fuzzy microphones. We sell merchandise. Oh, there you go. Scott Jarvis merchandise. There you go. Yeah, that's really scary. That'd be great. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank and, you. Uh, I, I think if it's a, if it's another thing, you know, um, that I love about doing this podcast. And I just love about the work we do as ADs is that we're here for each other. We share, uh, you know, we just try to come up with ideas. We talk through it and you just take a little bit from everybody, make it your own and make it fit to where you are. And that's the great thing about being AD. So no matter where you're listening out there, if you've got a question for us or you want to, you know, come on the show a little bit, um, and talk about some things, uh, give us an email at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com, or you can email us either one of our, uh, any of our schools at Green County. You can email me at Green County or Scott at Centennial or Aaron at, at Kennedy, and uh, let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to talk about it, and uh, we'll see you all next week. In the meantime, have a great week. Good luck as the kids start coming back and you get back in your school year, and uh, be blessed, everyone.